tell you how it will be. There's one for you, 19 for me. No, one for you, 19 for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I'm the tax man. <laughs> yeah, I'm the tax man. And you're working for no one but me. Good day, everyone. Good evening, wherever you are. Out there in the greater world. This is Paul. And that's Guy. So we've had a nice lunch. We went to... Because... It would be amazing if the owners of Soutine were to listen to this. But can we recommend to our, our listenership the, the Soutine um, restaurant, in St. John's Wood? Yeah. We walked out there, actually, lots of Jewish people in it, in the, in the restaurant around us. I didn't notice there any pork on the menu. I don't know, but we were the, I think we were the only non-Jewish people. No, there was one other couple, actually. Mm. Uh, one other couple? Ooh. Oh, that were a couple. <laughs> and we went out and Paul noticed at the top of a mosque with a kind of crescent moon. I don't know which well, mosque it is. So St John's Wood Road goes straight down. Well, it's oh, like oh, it's the Regent's Park. Park yeah. It's the Regent's Park one, yeah. And it's right at the end of the road, yeah. sticking up like and a giant like, cock. Look at that guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, said, look at that. What's the fucking problem? Let them do what they want. Yeah, of course. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's a problem. Why, I'm why, why we have to set a up a bit kind of... a statement. <laughs> Let them make a statement. What's St Paul's Cathedral? It's a bit of a statement. Well, it's cool, and we're not, 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 not like... It's true, we moved on anyway. What do you mean? We're here, what, you and me, or, or the world? Well, we have, yeah, the world has. We're not it's killing... Right. It's, it's all right. For the, we are not for the, killing... Uh, for the Muslims to We are not them. killing the Jews in, in or Europe. Or the Muslims. In or the Muslims, parts. for that matter. No. And it's lovely. Mind actually. you, never say never, eh? It's lovely. But there were no Muslims in the, in the restaurant. I, I did see a... Sink. I don't know what it's like. Yeah, I saw Sikh too. A Sikh gentleman. Yeah, like rich Indians were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's in St John's Wood. It's a really nice restaurant. I recommend there, it. There are other restaurants available. I think it's part of the um, Caprice Holdings. Right. Me, the, Megalodon. The, Megalodon. The, the guy, what's he called who owns it? Um, Jeremy, is he? <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> he went to Millfield anyway. It's a very Millfield operation, the whole thing. <laughs> is it? Mark Hicks used to work for them, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, Mark Hicks used to run all their restaurants. Oh, right, right. And that's all their famous signature stuff came from Mark, if I'm not Well, mistaken. I love that menu. It's just so old school. And, you know, I looked at the wine list. I went to my daughter, Ella, took me out. I said, let's go out to dinner. You choose the restaurant. And she took me to a place where, like, <laughs> uh, there wasn't a proper menu, basically. <laughs> <laughs> you like ordered like this kind of like hipster came up to you hipster. and just sort of describe the hipster please he was like he had no hair but a big beard and he had a upside, stri- down, striped, upside down head and he had a striped apron on and frankly insolent attitude I thought when he came and he like insolent. and he like put his, ha- he put his hand on the table his weight on one leg and said you know what do you want and, and we had to order like there were no starters of main course you just ordered loads of little things he had a grimy and, hand, did he? No, he wasn't grimy, no, he's cool. And he, now what was the thing is I said, he said, do you want a wine? Do you want to have, um, I said, yes, I'd like some wine. He said, I'll get you the list. I said, it's not necessary. Tell me what wines you've got. Have you got any, what, what French burgundies have you got? And he said, we don't have any French wine. And he said it in a way where I felt he was boasting or he was belittling me in some way. Yeah. Like, As I oh said, God, to Paul, at st- that moment. Like, God, you're not still on that shit. Right. <laughs> I said to put that inside my heart, put on its coat and left the restaurant and walked off. <laughs> and we were left to drink a kind of Chilean 
I said, well, what's like it? And I got a wine that was so unlike a French Burgundy, and I thought, you... You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. Or is it that I don't know what I'm talking about? Anyway, this restaurant, this <laughs> La Soutine, St. John's Wood Highway. Soutine. Is, uh, it's got, every single wine was French. Good wine as well. And uh, that's, you know. I liked cool. it, I liked and I li- it. And I like the, you know the way he does the, the, he does the menu, it's a big card, and it has, basically it's kind of British nursery food, isn't it? Some mm. steak. Chips, little fries, and a little. Yeah, it's French bistro, isn't it? Yes. Right. I had I had steak tartare before that. I had a prawn cocktail. Yes, I had um, I had steak frites, and before that, I had a very peculiar terrine of beetroot, which which exploded in the mouth. Actually, I feel like Jay Rayner now, but I'm I am going to tell you. Can about you my... just tell me about it expl- exploding in the mouth? That's that's a metaphor, is it? It kind of blew up in my mouth, a bit like a small bomb. Imagine putting a. a, a I didn't know where you were going with that sentence. In your mouth <laughs> and pulling the pin out. It, w- it wasn't like that because all your teeth would be smashed and broken, probably protruding through the upper. And there'd be like dead people all over. Yeah, the and it'd be a huge hole where your mouth was. Yeah, but no, it was very. It was kind of not fizzy, but very bright and uh, had a deep beetroot flavour, but quite lemony as well. Quite a bright flavour. Mm. I wasn't expecting it. I don't like beetroot. And it was. I love beetroot. I eat anything. I fucking love beetroot. I would eat ben, uh, beetroot. I I will eat anything, but beetroot is almost at the bottom. The last thing I want to eat. It's up there with Cooked me. celery, I'm not very keen on either. It's up there, you see, for me, beetroot. Really? It's up there, man. Doesn't it taste of dirt? Yes, that's the whole point, guy. The good earth. But I don't go to a restaurant to taste dirt. But the good earth, guy. Taste of the good earth. You just go to the garden for that. No, guy, it's like... It's a bit like Whole Foods, isn't it? Uh, I, I don't eat for, for health. Yes, you do. Everybody eats for health. Stop being contrary. Anyway, we did decide. We, we have decided. Paul, Paul claims it's his idea, it's and I idea. will concede on this occasion. Guy, I don't want to row. I don't want to row. Don't be a complete asshole. But what we're going to do is we're going to go to a restaurant. We're going to have a meal totally in reverse, which you would think would mean that we are starting with the uh, pudding, and then having the main course, and then having a starter. We've been discussing it for some time, uh, Paul and I, and I pointed out to him that you wouldn't actually start with the pudding because <laughs> if, you're, if we're really going to do this job properly and we're going to do it, we're going to do it, then we're going to come back and report to you. Uh, what you would actually start with is like, you'd start with a, with a, with a, gla- a bowl of... Of cal- yeah, Calvados. Calvados. Or perhaps a poilium. And the, and the bill. And the bill, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you dealt with those two, you then go to the bog and have a line of coke. A big line. <laughs> You've been in the restaurant at this point about a quarter of an hour. You spend yeah. quite a lot of time doing this. On an empty stomach. On an is. empty stomach, yeah. And then you have a line of coke. Then you, have, you go back into the restaurant, you ask for another bill and another cognac. Right, okay. And then you go and have another line of coke. You go back into the bog then, yeah, back, have back, another line. Another line of coke. And this yeah. is before anything else has happened. <laughs> Then you ask for the pudding menu. (laughs) (laughs) And then you don't have a pudding. Then you don't have a pudding. You say, just two coffees, please. Yeah, two double double espressos. And you don't go back. Maybe you go back into the loo, I don't know. No, I don't think it works. No, 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 no. Well, maybe. Maybe. You have two double espressos. And then I guess by this point, chatting won't be that tricky because it will be fairly half cut, really hard. Hammered and high. Yeah. 
And then we have to face the challenge of the main course. <laughs> and I, I think we then, we then said that I, and what we're wondering is whether the waiter or waitress uh, is going to notice what we're up to. Because then we say, can we have a look at the uh, menu? And we're going to order, we order a main course and the first course. And then they go, we go, excuse me, and one thing, could we have, could we have the main course first? And any cool restaurant, they'll go, it's absolutely fine. But they may start thinking, hold on, there's something a bit weird going on. They've asked for the bill twice. <laughs> what are they doing? What are they up to? I don't know, everybody watching this probably. Do you it's... think we should tell the waitress what we're up to? No. Well, I think it might, because it's less manipulative. It's just more open. But it's not, it's none of their business. They're there to basically furnish our uh, requirements, aren't they? We don't have to tell them what we're doing. Do you go into a restaurant and announce what you're doing that evening? I or say I'm going to have two starters. If I'm going to have two yeah, starters. Yeah, but you might go in there and say, oh yeah, but I'm, you're not going to go in there and say, oh yeah, I'm having a family meal and we've decided this evening we're all going to eat light or healthy. So why should you tell me? Okay, all right. I, I feel sorry for her. She's got two slightly tricky customers on table 13. We're not sure which restaurant we're going to do this in. <laughs> so we'll welcome soniclandfill.com. Soniclandfill at gmail.com. That's it. If you've got any suggestions... As to which restaurant... Or if you are a restaurateur and you'd like us to... uh, (laughs) To come in and... um, To come in and and make trouble, then we are your people. So And then we have the main course, easy. Then there's a small gap. Then we order the wine. Oh, Oh, God, we can't have wine. There's no wine. We can't have wine until right at the the end. Then we order the wine. Hammer through a bottle of wine. Then have the first course. When can we order the wine now? We can't order the wine until... Because you know, you order the wine right when you arrive. All right? (laughs) That's right at the... No, no, no. We have a glass of champagne. The last thing you have is a glass of champagne. Yeah, the last thing is a glass of champagne. No, the last thing you have is like an entire uh, basket of bread. (laughs) (laughs) With loads of butter on it. And you have exactly. to have a whole lot really fast. And they say, do you want any more bread? And you go, yeah. oh, yeah, go on, bring some. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to hammer so, through that. So you end up with like, so, so you have like, you have a bottle of wine, then a glass we, of champagne. Are we allowed to order the and wine then, and then with a, the main course? I think we are. Only if it's a second bottle. You, that, oh, you couldn't possibly, have you, have, you have to have another one at the beginning because there's no way you would wait till the main course or, well, we wouldn't. Wait for no, the main right. course to order. Oh, so if we're if we're following if we're following you know if if we're doing it properly we have to have another bottle of wine at the end with the, with the bread. Are we having pudding wine? <laughs> with br- wine. No, no, we got we got we got cheese the board. No, we got we got the, start with the cheese board. <laughs> Three lines of coke and a cheese board. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, also, no, we have to arrive. Also, we have to go straight out for a cigarette as well. Oh, my God. Yeah, we've got to have a couple of fags. A couple of gaspers outside. The... Yeah, yeah, right. That normally happens at the end of the meal. And then we get to the bowl of bread, glass of champagne, and then that's... And then, and then right, the last thing we do is ask for the menu. And that's it. And what about the bill? We don't have to pay. Well, that, I think we're going to have to settle a bill outside the contract. Outside the, uh, outside the bit, contract. Yeah, outside yeah. the contract. But... Horrendous. I'm not looking forward to this, actually. I kind of... I know, it horrifies me, the idea. I mean, it's just getting off the blocks, guys. How so, the hell It's so you... strange that there's something uh, should be so different in one direction uh, as the other to mm. the other. What mm. else can we do backwards? Anyway, let's not... Do... Well, let's not get too carried away. We're, no, gonna yeah, we're going to do it anyway. We're going to do it. We're going to do it either next week or the week before. Our back. That's the week before. Next week or the week before. 
So that's this ridiculous backward meal. Yes. So if you've got any suggestions as to where we should go, mm. or indeed, you know, if you're a restaurateur and you would like us in your establishment, please get in touch. We'll, we'll try and make a good job of it. I don't think they're going to do that, Paul, because we're basically going to go and take the piss out of their restaurant. Right? There's another way we could do it, though. If we, went, if we did Japanese, then all bets are off, aren't they? You, you wouldn't notice. Mm. You wouldn't even know. It has to be a European meal, or you just wouldn't know. Yeah, it's true. Curry would be quite hardcore. Curry. No, I think it's much different, except, you, except that, that at the end you have to have three pints of lager. Yeah, and loads of mints. <laughs> you start with mints. You start off with mints. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I think it's a good idea, if only just to, sit, to show. Because I don't know, you just, we don't even think about it, do we? We just go in there and you go to a restaurant and, you, and it's always the same way around, weirdly. I mean, I do, like you, I sometimes have two starters rather than a main course. Well, I used to, I used to, have you ever had two main courses? Mm, I, did it the other, I did it the other day, actually. What do you have? I had to have a doggy bag for one of them because I couldn't eat it. You should never take food out of a restaurant. Why? It's American. No, it's not. It's disgusting, baby. What are you talking about? You don't take food out of a you restaurant. You never go home with a curry? Never. Are you mentally, you put it in the fridge and the next day it's fantastic. Well, then you, and then I, well, they just order another curry. No, it's not the same guy. No, no. I don't, if, if it's a full-on takeaway, obviously you take it home, but you don't take it's not food a takeaway out of a restaurant. Yes, you it's do. It's disgusting. It's like... It's like... Who says you don't take food out of a restaurant? I just think that... No, well, put it like this. No French person ever would. Oh, excuse me. I think the French do know a lot, a lot, a lot about restaurant uh, culture. Yeah, but you could, doesn't mean you can't take... Poof. It's greedy, it's obese behaviour, it's, no, it's weird, it's, it's fat American. It's wasteful to leave it and have it go in the bin, guy. If there's good food on the table, you take it home. Yeah, but the thing is, is that it's not good, because look at the fucking size of the world. They, we have got so fat, and I think this is a scientific fact, Paul will check, that the... Or, that the, that the um, what's the thing that the Earth spins on? Axis. The axis of the Earth is possibly, but we're not sure... Uh, this could be why then why True North is changing position. It's because, because of all the fat people in America. In America, yeah, and they're sending it a little bit off. It's like if you you know you have weights on your on your wheel, you know, on your tire, and so it's, it's creating like, an eccentric movement. That's it, and it's set the whole planet off. Because that's quite a theory. Where did you did you come up with the, that? Of the asses in Miami. Did you come up with that? Yeah, that's outrageous. It's not outrageous. It's God. scientific fact. It's a scientific <laughs> fact which you go and with. sit as I have in Miami Airport for a few hours waiting for a flight. Those, that's, and those people take food out of a restaurant. Don't do it, kids. Do not take food out of a restaurant. You leave it there. You're not a dustbin. I don't agree. You're not a dustbin. Can I say for the record, it's if you bought... Paul, because you're slim and young and you've got tight buttocks and everything. But... <laughs> <laughs> Part of the reason is I don't waste food, guy. I'm not a binge eater. I'm terrible. Binge eater. I take it home and put it... <laughs> I take it... Binge. No, guy, you don't go there. <laughs> Are we going to have a tequila? Yes, shall we? That's on the table. There's an icy bottle of tequila. I see a passport and a bottle of tequila on the table. It's all oh, right. Yeah. Like a Rothman's advert of, of your... Exactly. <laughs> all bets are off. Yeah. A passport. And today we're smoking Vogue's, which are skinny fags with mint in. I don't see the point of that. Other cigarettes are available. Uh, why do you keep saying that? I don't know, because they say it on the radio. Yeah, it's a stupid thing to say. Why? Because... The whole, the whole point of life, of conversation, of discourse, 
social intercourse. Stand back for some pomposity. <laughs> you know, you if, if you're not ready for pomposity, a fucking tsunami of it. You know, is making distinctions and not going everything's equal, it's all the same. It's going, this is better than that. And you're not prepared to stand up for your... They're, they're really weedy little... little like prison fags, aren't they? What do you mean about prison? Prison, um, prison fags are thin. Oh, I don't know. I've never been to prison. Have you? What do you mean? fucking should have been. If, this, if the justice system had... <laughs> this country well, have was... not cool. committed any more crimes than you have. Oh, look, my little... Oh, we've got some keys, too. That guy, you, you've committed many more crimes than I have. Crimes against, crimes against humanity. Okay. And public decency. Do you think so? Yeah, I do. I have behaved badly, Paul. I own no, it. We're not on this again, are we? No. The crimes but, of Guy. No. Do, you think, uh, do you think when God comes to weigh up our... You know, you when have, they're... You've been weighed in the balance and found is, wanting. Yeah. I'm like... Do I, I go up, not down? Do, am I heavy or light? And if you found wanting, it means that you're light. No, if you're weighing the balance and found wanting, it means that you're heavy, you're so... Do you think so? Well, it come, that comes from the psychostasia, which is the, the Egyptians used to weigh... The soul, when you died, was um, weighed against a feather of infinitely light weight. And if your soul had any mass at all, then you were eaten by a memtit, the devourer, and sent down into the underworld. So the psychostasia is the weighing of the soul. Not too large for me. So it's an that eight. sounds terrible. Did, did, didn't they wear a body before and after death and there was like a six gram difference? Yeah, something like that. Isn't there a book called Six Grams? Right, yeah. Oh, well, that could be... No, that's something else altogether, sorry. They <laughs> 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 picked it up thinking, this looks like an interesting subject. <laughs> interesting evening. <laughs> Two <laughs> evenings. Disco discovered it was about, uh, about death. Yeah, about the uh, weighing uh, of the... Uh, the thing is about the soul, guys. The soul has no mass, does it? It's it's a it's a it's a very um, it's a re, it's a refined concept of the of the infinite nothingness of consciousness. How long are you going to go on about this for? Because I just want to know when I when to open my ears again. <laughs> Do you think the soul exists? I think it's an imaginative. Just an act of the Have you ever seen a dead corpse? Not really. I am a living corpse that you're looking not, at. Not, not really. Only once I saw the legs of a dead person in the grill. The oh, no, no, I have seen a dead person. But he had just died, and it was in dark, and he was on the verge. He'd knocked off a bicycle by a tourist bus. What was he called? He was a nice guy, actually. Little Dread. Bicycling home. What was he called? And the Thompson Tours bus wiped him out Damn. and he was in the he was on the verge they had to get on because they had to get the tourists to the airport yeah needs must yeah. I saw my mum's dead body it looked like a puppet it didn't look as real as the, thing, as the figures that I make I mean, me and my brother were looking at her and I went is this some kind of fucking joke I said what is that it looked like my mum, but it just kind of looked like a doll. I'm not joking, it was weird. We were both like, we were actually laughing. We both laughed and said, that's not my mum. It was like a weird little dolly that they'd made in some back room. I don't think they would have gone to trouble, would they? Well, probably not. They wouldn't have to, but I'm just saying that you say that the soul doesn't exist, but when you see a body devoid of the life force, it's alarming how 
It's just in your imagination. Look clunky. I think it's in your imagination. No, guys, not. Because if you like put some makeup on it and a nice suit and all that, they look quite lively. Yeah, they do, but they don't look lively otherwise because the animation's gone and it's the life force isn't just. It's not just the beating heart. What about an actor? Take an act being dead. Now, if there's if there was tr if your theory about the soul was true, you couldn't act being dead with any yeah, convincing. There's a close up and you see the eye flicker. I've never seen the eye flicker on a dead person I in a movie. I'm trying to remember which movie. There's a really famous one <laughs> where the body's really obviously not dead. There's quite a few, actually. Really? Yeah, really crap dead people. They're obviously not dead. Can't they just freeze frame? Hmm? I'm surprised they don't just freeze the frame. Well, it looks really I suppose obvious. If, I suppose if there are other people moving in the shot. Well, exactly. Can't do it. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, they don't look real. Well, dead bodies don't look real. I, there's a dead thrush outside the on the on the uh, um, by the kitchen window yesterday. I should have realised it was a portent. A portent. Very pretty. We've got so many crows. If it only been a crow, it was a thrush. They're not very many. They're a very pretty bird. I love the thrush. Yeah, you gone. I like their activities, I and I like they've that. they've got these multiple. They've got a polyphonic voice, haven't they? So they can mimic several sounds at once. When you hear them trilling away to themselves, they sound like a computer. All these weird noises. Yeah, yeah. And they're able to mimic. They've got, they've got several... Um, their their uh, vocal cords. Are, uh, they're able to like do three or four sounds at the same time. Amazing. I do like thrushes. I like to see them when they're doing the murmuration in the sky. That's not thrushes, is it? Yeah. Is that always thrushes? Pretty much. Golly, because there's a lot of those in uh, Somerset, of course. On the levels. Are they all thrushes? Yep. I thought our species were being uh, decimated. They're like millions of them. Mm. I thought thrush was something under pressure. It's not under pressure. They love car parks. Have you noticed that? Supermarket car parks, you'll always see them strutting around. They can get free parking. Scribbling away at each other. Don't have to pay. Strutting about. With their oily, oily feathers. So they got. I picked this one up actually, and I thought, what am I going to do with that? I put it on the table. A fly buzzed around it. I thought, no, that's no good. So I took it by one claw and spun it round and sent it off into the uh, into the next world. <laughs> Did you pay the ferryman? <laughs> should, what I usually do is I put them in a box and send them to Polly. Oh yeah, that's what I should have done. I thought I should, that's she's going on a holiday too. Would have rotted nicely. <laughs> She'd have been waiting for it. I had a, I had a friend. You know, you have that. There was a service. It happens at Whitby and a few other coastal towns where you can send a herring to someone. Do you know that? You can send a herring, and this person had a, my friend had been annoyed by uh, uh, someone who he knew was going away for the month of August, oh, and he wow. sent him like twelve herrings on the first of August. <sighs> I think now probably they vacuum pack them and all that, so they're mm. not so but in those days. The, the old trick was to put a, a, a fish down the back of the radiator. You'd go to someone's house who you didn't like for a dinner party. Or I mean, you'd bring a fish with you. Oh, you're a nice guest. Slip it down the back of the radiator. And it often would take months to find out where that smell was coming from in the winter months. Yeah. They've checked everywhere else. They're like, what the fuck is that? It must be a rat. Pull the floorboards up. Have another shower, darling. For God's sake. <laughs> That's so unpleasant. Did I tell you about my idea to weaponize moths? 
Well, you don't need to. No, no, but... I live in absolute... You know what I mean? Like, no, no, but what you do moth, is you get a cash, I'm in moth paranoia. You get, you get a ca- old cashmere jumper and put it in a shoebox. And you, instead of killing those moths, you capture them and put them in the shoebox and then you literally breed up a fucking... Swarm. A swarm of moths in the shoebox which you cannot open under any circumstances. Right. There's a hole, a pre-cut hole, which is sealed with, with insulating tape on one end of it. And then what you do is you put it up against the letterbox of someone you don't like and you pull the thing off and then stick it to the letterbox and bang it so that all the moths go into the house and then you close the box and they just, I mean... Do you spend a lot of time thinking about doing horrible things to people you don't like? Yeah, of course. I spend Isn't everybody. Of, I spend, no, none at all. I should say like I used to do, I don't anymore. Right, right. These are, uh, what they call them, uh, historical... I remember, Legacy ideas. I remember Snips walking down Glastonbury High Street, my, my friend Snips, and I saw him, I went, hi, and he had a little kind of Moroccan-y, not kind of Moroccan, Afghani, Afghani, <laughs> like an Afghani hat, you know, Mujahideen, what are they called? Yeah, Mujahideen. Mujahideen. They were briefly fashionable there. before the Lainey Level. It looked like a pork pie. That's it. Slightly it's collapsed quite, quite pork woolly, pie, yeah. yeah. And he raised his hat to me, and it must have been like... 70 moths all flew out. It was really great. They're like his thoughts. No way. Yeah. yeah it was really 70 great. moths? Yeah, the whole flock, cloud of moths. Did he notice them? No. He, it's how he rolled. Oh, my God. It's like they were like in his brain, in his head. You can't get rid of them. No, I've got them in my house at the moment. We're setting off these bombs. Mm. One... I did, I did five yesterday. Did you? Mm. Stink, don't they? I had to go back into the room because one of one of the things had not lit. Oh no! So UXB. Go, to, yeah, we need a volunteer to go back in. Friar, send him in. <laughs> He's not available, sir. He's on leave, sir. <laughs> Bloody hell! I'm gonna have to go in myself. myself. Get out of my way. <laughs> Give me that toolbox and get out of my fucking way. I don't need the helmet, for God's sake, man. So I went back in and I lit it. They're quite good. I hope they work. They stink, like they should do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Moth. Actually, there used to be moths in this flat. Well, I don't think we haven't seen any for a bit. No, we're in London today. Yeah. We're. Um, yeah, because we've just been to Soutine. Soutine. Soutine or Soutine? Soutine. 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 I don't know what it means. Putain de merde. <laughs> They've got some good um, insults. I mean, putain de merde is pretty good. Doesn't that mean shit whore? I think it does. I'm going to say, what kind of. You shit What does whore. she do? <laughs> I like the uh, the Italian one. What's that one? Uh, Porco Dio. <laughs> Pig of God. <laughs> <laughs> Porco di Dio. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, love. Well, we're on the on the tequila. Oh, we're back gosh. on the wagon now. Yeah. Trundling along on the wagon, aren't we, guy? FDR. I've just been reading about FDR. Yeah. What Frank Clay. Like like Frank station. Klein. Delano Roosevelt. Del- Delano? Yeah, Delano, because there's loads of avenues in America called Delano. Mm. Who, the American president. Yes. Who got America out of the Depression. Mm. And he did it. But from this article, I've just read just a review about a book about him. All signs were that, that, that the economy had tanked. It's a Great Depression, you know, Dust Bowl, mm. and things were getting worse. And his only, the, the, well, he, he, 
he, he, he, had a, he decided to spend a lot, the government spent a lot of money, the first time the American government had ever spent a lot of money, he decided, you know, built, he built all those roads and he got, mm. you know, all sorts of things going there. So he put people to work in that way. But Was it some sort of deal he did? Yeah, the New Deal. The New Deal, yeah. yeah. Where he put people to work and said, we're just going to employ people and print money to, to employ them and we're going to get a debt, but it's going to be worth doing it. Mm. The opposite of austerity. And he, and there, it's like touch and go whether it's going to work. And this writer was saying what really made it work was, was uh, Roosevelt being absolutely... Drunk. Everyone who he was with, <laughs> he was, like, totally positive. And it doesn't matter who rang him and said, how's it going? He just went, fine, fine, fine. It's fucking great. Yeah, he said, it's great. And, 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 and they said that this was a really important force in that he made people believe in it, and then it, and it, that, and that, and that held it, uh, helped it happen, which is, I'm saying this for all of you... Oh, here we go. <laughs> Remainers. Brexit. <laughs> yeah, it's about getting a, getting behind it and saying it's going to work. And if you say that, when he met Orson Welles, oh, God's sake, no, when, when Roosevelt met Orson Welles, oh. he said, you and I are the two greatest actors of America. Oh, because nice. he was aware that he was lying to them all the time, saying mm. it's going to work, it's going to, it's, it's, don't no work, it's, it's going to work. But he, he, didn't, he, he really didn't think it would work. But he, he thought that constantly... Encouraging people that it would work was he more likely to no make it work. Way, that he had no other yeah, way. and I think that we should all take a little um, leaf out of his book. Well, the thing is, guy, I don't know what to believe when you open your mouth about Brexit because it changes not even from day to day, but from hour to hour. You're no, it's never done it in an hour. I've never gone back and no, I have actually. You have, yeah, yeah, in an hour. Yeah, you've gone from really staunch Remainer. To very very strong buccaneering yeah. Brexiteer, Brexiteer, back to like in the space of an hour. Yeah, yeah, I have actually. Yeah. I've seen you do it. At the moment, tonight, I'm a, I'm a uh, Brexiteer. Are you? Yeah. You're back on the Brexit. Yeah. After reading the FDR thing, I'm just going. A lot of politics, a lot of life is like, we're going to do it. Stop this negative talk. Everyone says we can't do it. Watch us. Group together. Unify. Be strong, look after each other, and let's get through this. In any direction you can go, if you're unified. But unfortunately, the snivelling... <laughs> what? Fifth, not, fifth not, not <laughs> You know, saboteurs. Saboteurs. Yeah. I like... <laughs>